This week's episode is sponsored again by Whoopsie Mental Health. Doesn't Bells have a have an Israeli television channel? Google runs the world nowadays. If you do, that's the last thing, last thing you're gonna do in your life. You put film on Santa, and then the whole thing becomes Jewish. Part of the Vedasudas is to see the see the Xmas uh, spirit. Beruchim Aboim, welcome everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, another episode of Teresa the Chat. This week's episode is sponsored by the same sponsor as last week's episode. Ooh. This week's episode is sponsored again by Whoopsie Mental Health. And as we said last week, it's an organization that's dedicated to helping people with the mental health issues. And it's a very necessary organization and they do great work. So we're happy to partner with them. And it's an honor and a privilege. Joel, what do we have this week? Uh, we've got Whoopsie. And uh, we've got we've got some classic Ram stuff. A- every week it's classic Ram. Um, this week it's a little bit tougher um, in some ways, but it's tough love. We love it. Um, so we're gonna start with five seven eight zero. Remember that year? Yeah, that was the year that everybody was singing. And it's it's in that it's in the booklet. I remember editing that booklet while the the, the song was playing because that was the year everybody was locked in, and uh, that was the song. And uh, and 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 when you read it, you're like, oh, those that's that's the words. Okay, those are the words. Uh, okay, there you go. What does that mean? Go into the house and lock the doors, lock the doors behind you, because why? The mashkas was what's coming. The, what's the booklet called? Did we, what's the booklet, the booklet called? Time? It was Night of the Lock, Night of the Lock Doors. We locked the doors, we had to keep out the, 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 the Malach HaMuvas, the, uh, the, 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 it was the, the, the Lyle of Makas B'chayrus, and Yidin were instructed to lock themselves in their houses. And Rabbi Victor says that we were not, we did not lock ourselves in the houses because we were afraid of of the Malacham of us, and we were afraid of the Maka. It was a, a demonstration of locking the doors, and they gave it a little slam, too, because we have no interest in going outside and mingling with the, 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 the Mitzvah. We are unique. Of we... course, of course, Rabbi Miller throws in, of course, we still celebrate July 4th. We put out an American flag. We're big patriots. We're very happy. We have a lot of Akara Satoyev to this country and to whichever country we're in, in Golas. But that's the point, that we know we're just guests here and we keep that at the forefront of our minds. Because they remember, they know, and sometimes they remind us too. So we, we just have to keep it at the forefront. And we appreciate the, the technology, we appreciate the Chach Masim Asylum, but uh, we don't... Uh, identify with it as that is who we are. So he says that we're going to go to to uh, it's a sort of a confidence shoot him. It means a big a big super air flyer. Why not? And Gentiles probably built it, but we're still going to use it. But that doesn't mean that we are opening ourselves up to that world and we're excited to be in that world, excited to be in that culture. We close our doors to the world. This is a very big. Um, I, I think I actually remember. I think uh, Rabbi Miller said that that uh, when Mashiach comes, will there's going to be Shira Torah on television? Or obviously, today he would say on the internet. 
So now we can't use it, but when Mashiach comes, it's it's going to be used for the good. We'll take yeah, their awesome. technologies and. I mean, it's it's Mashiach's times. Doesn't Bell's have a have an Israeli television channel? I believe they do. Could be for Kirov. Uh, 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 what is it called? It's a it's a very big project. Uh, it's Mashiach's times. There we go. Um, so what do you what do you uh, what do you have to say? I mean, look. Uh, it's a touchy subject. It's not so much a touchy subject as a subject that we have to be uh, careful with how we with how we speak. Um, but Rabbi Miller says in, in that booklet that the, the purpose of anti-Semitism, Hashem says, I separated you from the nations to be mine. So it's not a choice that we made to be racist or to be chauvinist. Or Hashem made the choice. Hashem chose us. And it's in the title. If you believe in the title, you have to believe in that Pasuk too. So he says, I chose you to be mine. And he says, that's the purpose of anti-Semitism. The purpose of anti-Semitism is to make sure that that separation remains. Hashem set down a, a, a line and he, he, wants, he wants us to remain separated. So sometimes he has to step in and, uh, and, and push it a little bit. In, in this booklet... He it was the the lecture was given in 1990, so he says uh, what's going on now and with, with with everybody turning on Israel, he says don't make a mistake about it. I'm no friend of the Zionist uh, movement, but but the, the Gentiles aren't anti-Zioni because of the Shulishvius. They hate Jews. They hate Jews. So he says uh, that's that's something to and and wh why why is it showing up now because. The further away we got from the Holocaust, the more comfortable we got in our host countries. Hashem has to start uh, lighting a fire under us to make sure that we remember our place and that we remain separate. Very well. 5781. Take yourselves sheep. Why sheep? Everyone knows that the sheep were the Avedizuda of the Egyptians. They worshipped sheep. Victor says, just this is like, a straight continuation, by the way, the previous topic. Same yeah. topic. Yeah. So Victor says that just like um, in India, the cows are considered sacred. And uh, if a cow comes and starts trampling your, 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 uh, your, your garden, you can't kick it. You can't throw a rock at it. If you do, that's the last thing, last thing you're going to do in your life. He says he doesn't know if it's like that today, but that's how it used to be. But I believe it's like that. Today, uh, you can't, if, if there's, in India, there's cows walking across the traffic. You can't stop <clears> them. <throat> you can't honk at them. And, and that's, what, that's what we did um, in Mitzrayim. So we were living in a, in, a, in a country where they had their sacred sheep. And, and he says, you may have walked by and said, oh, nice sheep. You know, like can you see something. You see a neighbor with a dog. You hate the lifestyle. And you're like, oh, nice, cute dog. <laughs> but really, you don't appreciate it whatsoever. You say it because you have to say it. But he says that alone is part of part of the Vedasuda is, is, is to is to see the see the Xmas uh, spirit, uh, the seasons greetings happening everywhere. The carols are playing, and uh, you're walking in Manhattan, and it's nice. It's cold outside, and there's beautiful lights. There's a big tree in the, in the ice skate rink, and people are uh, skating, and the Santas are clanging, and we get influenced by it too. 
And he says, but you're not supposed to. It's a mistake. You know what Chabad's solution to that is? Yeah. You put tefillin on Santa, and then the whole thing becomes Jewish, right? Yep, yep, yep. And he says, Chazal say, draw your hands away. So by, by what happened in Mitzrayim is we had to pull the sheep through the streets and take them to our house. Everyone had to take a sheep. So by pulling them through the streets and making a demonstration, Rabbi Victor says, that's pulling your hand away from idolatry. It's not that you're silent, you don't say anything. You're actively open about, obviously, Hashem told us to do it, so we were able to do it <laughs> today. You're going to start pulling down Christmas trees. You know, it's not going to work very well. But in our mind, we should pull it down. That's what he in says. Our mind. You see it, pull it down. I think he says when you pass by, you know, now, January, today's January 11th, you, you might see a, a tree out with the trash. Somebody put it out. So you pass by, you make sure nobody's looking. You give it a little kick just for yourself so that you so that you know that this is not something we look up to. You know, somebody, uh, I heard a story that uh, a missionary once knocked on Rabbi Miller's door and he started, it wasn't a missionary. What happened was there was, there was a missionary on the street and somebody says, come, I have somebody for you to talk to. He brought him to Rabbi Miller's house. So Rabbi Miller opened the door. He says, what do you want? He started saying, and he says, Jesus was a bastard. And that was it. Close the door. <laughs> so you have to you have to have that clarity in your mind of knowing. I don't speak that way, by the way. I just that's how that's how I heard from the Rebbe. So that's what I say. It's interesting because he he brings it up. Uh, you brought it up. Um, what did he bring it up last week? What about Yashka's origins? And he says there are those that say that 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 he never even existed. There was never such a man, ever, period, end of story. So, uh, yeah, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, it's tricky, especially today with, there's a lot of, I, I see um, social media, a lot of um, big firm companies, now they have thousands of Goyish employees sort of celebrating, uh, you know, Xmas with uh, holiday parties and everything like that. It gets very, very tricky. But uh um, yeah, it's a uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something that uh, Rabbanim are very busy with this uh, season with with uh, all different what's the best way to do it you want to give a gift you're not allowed to give a gift but how do you do it in a way that that it's uh, you're not giving it specifically for the holiday I would make a giant Hanukkah party Why not the Jew owns the company make a giant Hanukkah party the Xmas parties they can have at home <laughs> Make a giant party, make it even nicer. Uh, but uh, there is, they're, they're talking about uh, parties and stuff. They have the Halacha Summit, which is the newest thing. It's been going on for a couple of years now. Now they're expanding in different places. But that's where they answer. They answer all these shalas. They deal with it. So people are dealing with this type of stuff. Actually, it's not a, it's not the wild, wild west anymore, like a few years ago. Five seven eight two. Oh, one second. Before we go to 5782, there's one more thing I wanted to say about 5781, where the topic is about uh, disparaging uh, yeah. the, the, their idols and what they what's special for them. So he, he has a piece over there where he talks about, like you said, he said you live in Mitzrayim, it's impossible not to be impressed by, by the sheep or, or by, if you live here, by the December decorations and and the whole uh, atmosphere 
So, so to just to put that a little bit in perspective, he says when he was growing up, Rabbi Miller says when I was growing up, if you looked at the world atlas, you looked at, at a map of the world, giant sections of it were red. That meant the United Kingdom. It's part of the United Kingdom. And he says today, what's the United Kingdom? A little, a little island. It's a little, it's nothing. So he says, who's permanent? You, you would think the King of England, ah, who the King of England is so special, so great. But nowadays you see, a few years later, what happened? The King of England is a joke. It is only the Kali Yisrael is permanent. Only what we have, only the Torah and the mitzvahs, that's what's really great. So he says, just like the United Kingdom disappeared, the United States could disappear just as well. It could go down the drain. And um, it was just a, like, it's a powerful piece to, to see the way he describes it. He says, look, look what happened to the United Kingdom, and the same exact thing could happen to the United States. So do you want to join my Aliyah podcast? <laughs> we dealt with Zionism last week. We'll, we'll, uh... It was recorded already, though. So in 5782, he says something very simple. Um, and he, and he, I think he brings out another point here that besides of what he, I think he says this two different ways. You can clarify because you know this better than I do. Um, the guide to true happiness. You're leaving in spring. And Rashi asks, didn't they know? They didn't know it was spring. And the Look at the kindness. It's fitting for departure. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's a beautiful time to go out. And and uh, uh, he quotes the Alt of Slobatka that says that Davka, the the season of the spring season, um, they were expected to realize that the greatness. Greatness in life is not the high points, getting married, having babies, which is wow. Greatness in life is the small things that we that we can appreciate. That's that's from Hashem. It's beautiful weather, nice tree, birds chirping, and daf, that's dafka why. So it wasn't only the uh, nice weather, so they can enjoy it. It's a nice background for this. He says it's almost like a contrast with with Russia. Which Rubavigda expounds on as well, doesn't he? He never talks about the fact that it was beautiful. Well, yeah, yeah, in, in that booklet he does. So, yeah. I, so I'm, I'm not getting what, what are you trying to say? Okay, there's two things here. Number one, it was beautiful outside. It made a nice backdrop to enjoy, you know, the, the, uh, the Holocaust is over, the gates are torn down, and it's beautiful outside. That's one thing. But the second thing they're pointing out from the Alta of Slobodka is that it's not a backdrop to the Tzitz Mitzrayim. It is essentially the most important thing is we should learn from this. That's what's important in life. Enjoying the birds chirping. Very interesting. It's an interesting concept. So it's, it's different than just uh, being a framework, a beautiful backdrop to, to the Tzitz Mitzrayim. You're saying the, the Stam, the, the, the Pashto understanding of Rashi is that not only did I do all these benefits for you, but I also gave you nice weather. And the right. altar is, is adding to that. The altar is saying, no, it's not something that I added on. The nice weather, that's what I want you to focus on. I want you to learn from here to focus on the nice weather. Yeah, yeah, it is interesting. Um, 
what I would point at, point out is um, I put out this summer the uh, um, a booklet for for my son's upsharing, Rabbi Vigdor Miller on upsharing, and in the Agdam over there in the preface, I wrote that meaning the booklet is from Rabbi Miller, but the Agdam is from me. So over there, I wrote that. There's two things, there's two madrigas, there's sasin and there's simcha. Sasin is an exhilaration, like kimsois uh, chasan al-kalo. A chasan gets excited with the kalo. There's a, a, a sudden excitement. Simcha is just happiness. So that's the difference. There's, there's, a, there's a sudden excitement. A sudden excitement is great, but it doesn't last. Then there's a happiness, which is a lasting happiness. And... Um, the, uh, what I was talking there about was about how when you start off a child with chinuch, when you start off the Torah life, you start off with a with a boom. You start off with a you, you make a big deal at the beginning, and then as you mature, it sort of levels out. You you calm down, and but you but the simcha is is a higher level than the sasan. Although the, to the observer it would seem that the sasan, the guy is so excited and he he just won the lottery. But at the end of the day, he he's not happy. He's not. It's the person who takes that sasan and converts it into happiness. That's the person who's truly happy. So if you'll be excited because of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim, it's a it's it's true. It's very exciting. But how long could you be excited for? You'd be excited for a month. How how long could you be excited for? But happiness is something that lasts. Happiness is something that that lasts. So if you if you train yourself just to be excited from different things, you won't always have something to be excited about. But if you learn to be happy, either because it's beautiful weather or because it's rainy weather and things are growing or because it's snow and it's just so much fun when it snows and it's white or when it's, when it's, when it's so hot and it's sweaty and you thank Hashem that he gave you a, a, a built-in temperature regulator that you can sweat to cool off your body so you don't overheat. Whatever it is, you're always happy. You find all these things to be happy about. Then that's the guide to true happiness. That's in that that this parsha's title, parsha's boy, the guide to true happiness. And the, and this parsha really brings out um, almost every major principle in, in Yiddishkeit is is in this parsha. And uh, the next the next week, five the next year, five. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm not I'm not there yet. Oh, but, okay. What are you up to? Because, we, we, the first two, the first two, uh, five seven eight zero and five seven eight one, we're talking about separating from the Omasayim and and being strong in our Yiddishkeit. Five seven eight three, which you're about to read, also has a component of that. Um, I just wanted to point out that five seven eight two, although it seems like it's a completely different topic, and it's obviously a basic topic in Ram culture, the guide to true happiness, but really that's the answer to. How do we separate? How do we how do we remain yourself separated from everybody else? And the answer is if you learn to be happy with the with the small things in life, you learn to be happy with with your daily life. You're happy to go to shul to Davin. You're happy to make brachas when you eat. You're happy with all the little things. So you're not seeking, you're not looking for that glory of, oh, I'm a part of the United Kingdom that rules half the world. You're happy to be in your little in your little house. There's actually a piece over there in the booklet that I have written down here in my notes that I don't want to miss. He describes uh, the happiness of running water, going back to history. He said when he was a child and the United Kingdom ruled. So 
they didn't have running water. They didn't have toilets. And he describes what it was like. So if you think about that, every time you go to the toilet, every time you use running water, it it, it injects injects happiness to your life. Absolutely. I was I used the, I used it this morning. I was on the way to shul. I wasn't I wasn't feeling so happy. Um, and then I thought about it. Ah, the pleasure of being able to freely walk into shul on my own two legs. No pressure on my head, just I'm gonna go dive now. People are sitting in the hospitals and sitting in all kinds of places. They don't have the, the they, they pay millions of dollars for this uh, small privilege. So it definitely uh, is something that we can integrate into our daily lives. And 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 we talk about small steps. It's one of the one of the one of the greatness of of this uh, program. So to speak, is taking those small steps of of saying, you know, from here, like Ramila says, from here to the light pole, I'm going to think about that's right. It's something that anybody can do at any time. Right. And, it, and uh, I believe that in that guide to true happiness, what Ramila says is that if you if you take one thing every week, that this week I'll be happy with this one prat. Next week I'll be happy with that little detail. It says by the end of the year you have 50 things that you're happy with. There's 50 things that make you happy. So it's you start small, it's only one little thing that's going to make you happy, but you work a whole week to be happy with this, and you're actually happy with it the next week with another thing, and you, you end up changing. That's a, that's a big avoider, but uh, it's, it's doable. It's doable. Um, so in 5783, he talks about um, the major, 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 most quoted from probably no, from uh, Rabbi Victor's most quoted topic, I think is Chayvus Um Maybe. Yeah. Somebody you know, asked him. Somebody asked him once to his face, Rabbi Miller, what made you Rabbi Miller? So he said, he says, from the day that I stepped foot in Slobodka, I haven't missed a day of Chayvus Alvavus. His uh, whole life. That's what. That's what he says. That's what made me Rabbi Miller. Wow. Um, I was saying before, I think, that that we learned a lot of major principles from this parsha, obviously. And uh, one of it was that the Mitzrim had their, we know this, right? The, 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 the Nile was, they were punished for the Nile because the Nile was almost like their deity. It was almost like the Abadi Zuda. They, 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 they trusted in the Nile to an tremendous extent. I mean, Mitzrayim would, would be desert if not for the Nile. The Nile is... is, is, is they relied on it. Till today. The Nile is, you know, uh, a major source of, of their prosperity. And now they, 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 uh, they see it's, 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 it's absolutely worthless. Not only is it worthless, it's, it's destroying them. And it became uh, a, source of, uh, a source of destruction for, for them. And so the principle of a token that Chavis Alvavis brings down um, in great length, and he says, In order to continue receiving some benefit that you have, you should not trust in it. Which means that you cannot trust in anything but Nashem. And I think, I think um, I don't know, I don't know what, what, I'm not so familiar with the, with the sections, but the, uh, a major, major part of, I don't know, the first few sections is 
that in Chavis is that it's it's all it's all Hashem, and the more you rely on the other thing, the more the other thing is going to disappoint you. Um, for Dan, right? That Hashem Himself will say, "You can rely on the other thing. Don't rely on me." Chavis always brings a story that somebody somebody said, "As long as I have my hand." I have Parnassah, because he was a cipher, he, and he, he had Parnassah. So what happened? He got into an accident, his hand got chopped off. So you could only, if you rely on Hashem, you have everything. If you rely on anything else, now go ahead and try it. This actually goes back to the, to the first two, 5780 and 5781. That's what I trusting, said. Yeah, right. Trusting in our government, trusting in the Constitution. There's constitutional scholars. So they treat the constitution as if it's something. And Ramil says, no, constitution is nothing. Everything is Hashem. And relying on the constitution is not going to help you. Um, and he says there are organizations like the American Jewish Congress they're fighting to preserve the constitution. They're a danger because they're fighting the government shouldn't give aid to yeshivas because the constitution attacks the principles of, of freedom, <clears throat> separation of church and state. And... Um, if you want, he says, if you want, if you wish the Constitution to remain as a guarantee of freedom, don't trust in it. Trust in Hashem, and Hashem will let you with the Constitution. Speaking Otherwise, of freedom, I just got an email before from, from Google that they're changing their uh, terms of service. And uh, basically what it said there was that if something is going on, we have the right to shut you down. Meaning, if let's say Donald Trump becomes president and they don't like the fact, they could shut down everything. Google runs the world nowadays, and they they have the right to stop any news, to stop any take any pull off any video from YouTube, etc., etc. So we're talking about attacking the Constitution, about keeping our freedom. It's it's uh, it's much like that. But you, you rely that uh, this freedom of speech is. Google is not bound by freedom of speech, and they just they just sent me an email to that effect that they're not bound to anything. We have only one on one to rely. Zehu. And that brings us to the famous question of betochen and eshtadlus. Everybody says betochen, it's eshtadlus. So in this booklet, Rabbi Miller says, if I would be able to answer that question, I'd be a millionaire. Everybody comes to ask this question. I, I once heard a, a very good Hagdara on it, that if you have a Shaila, then, then it's not a question anymore. Why? Bitochen is something, it's a feeling. It's a certain level that you have to be on. So if you're asking yourself, should I do Ishtadlis or should I have Bitochen? What do you mean you should have? Either you have Bitochen, or you don't, or you do the ishtadlis. So, so you can't say. Sh- o'clock, if you what? stop the nine o'clock, then 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 you know the answer. I hear. Yeah, it's interesting because. And, because- and I'll tell you something else. Something else I had this morning. Somebody told me a, a Teresa the donor. He said in in the past year I've given more money to tzedakah than than I've ever given before. He says even more than a chaymish whenever the, the charity account was empty, I told my bookkeeper, just put in from the business operating expenses account. He says, but my operating expenses account just kept going up. Is the more tzedakah I gave, I just, he says, I have a new, this year going forward, 
he said now in January he's he's reviewing his his finances from the last year and he 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 says this year he's doing the same thing he's giving without a cheshbon you 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 reach that level of betachin where you see it's Hashem's it's Hashem's money I'm giving the money Hashem's gonna take care of me and Hashem does take care of such people. Amazing. On that note, I bid you good evening. Thank everybody for watching or for listening. And we bless you. Hashem should take care of you. Amen.